Uh, we should be getting on with this podcast. Uh, this is the fabulous Adam Richard Outrageous Cobran. Oh, yeah. Punctual Toby Sullivan. It's so more. professional, Adam. Yes. There's so much more after this. Time magazine in a recent story said that Judy Garland, for some reason, which was not clear to me, attracts a lot of homosexuals in her. Oh, I think that I think that's the most ridiculous thing. We've we got a letter. We've we got a letter. We do have a letter. Yep. Uh, now this is in response to if you uh, have been on the website lately, uh, Toby, who is presently unemployed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not unemployed. I'm just on cleaning the ceiling fan duty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically has uh, written possibly an excessive post about how much he loves One Direction but doesn't really like them that much. Um, <laughs> I did. I, on the website, I had a little bit to say about One Day. Yeah. Well, you, had, you wrote a review of a review, didn't you? There was you a very a snippy review in Melbourne Street Press very of One Direction. Snarky, and glib, over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unnecessarily. And nasty. I was like, oh, lay off him. I know that pop is not dignified but it's not meant to be so shut your beardy hipster face. <laughs> <laughs> was my issue. Shut Fair your enough. beardy <laughs> and someone responded, Adam. Someone did. Uh, In rather an interesting way, might yes, I add. Uh, this is from Arcane Wardrobe. <laughs> it probably has a real name, but I prefer screen names. Yep. Uh, hilarious, Toby. This is sort of off topic. Correct, correct. Thanks, thanks, Arcane. <laughs> this is sort of off topic, but I have wanted to ask you, where has gay hip gone? While I totally agree with you on the dislike towards smug hipsters, I have never listened to Arcade Fire through my Beats by Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be... At this moment in time, gay culture revolves predominantly around the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. I can excuse young twinks for only being interested in whatever new shiny thing that floats past their way, yet as me and my friends push 40, I'm pushing from the other side, Mm. the cultural interest (laughs) not for the first time, (laughs) the cultural interest seemed just as immature. I fully admit to being involved in discussions over who was the hottest twin in Bros back in 88, it was Matt. Correct. Yet, if I visit my gay friends today, the debate still rages. This arrested development extends to their activities as well, which include completing their Masters of the Universe collection <laughs> or waiting for Fraggle Rock to come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> While some higher-profile gay intellectuals like Stephen Fry do exist, they're pretty thin on the ground. Anything else gay produced that has a whiff of high art about it seems to be thoroughly rejected. If I mention anything written by Armistead Morpin, who wrote soap operas, or Quentin Crisp <laughs> to people I know, it gets a blank response. This isn't me being a snobbish asshole. I just don't think I'm going out on a fucking limb to disagree that Lestat the Vampire was the greatest <laughs> novel ever written. I guess you grow up with an account of gay history that is filled with stellar individuals that heavily in- influenced art and culture, but now I can't tell whether things have gotten more stupid or whether it was this bad all along. Number one, wow. Arcane Wardrobe. There's nothing wrong with being a snobbish asshole. No. Yeah. Wear, wear that badge with pride. Yep. Yes. That's why we have you in here, Toby, because yeah. Scott and I are both shallow. Correct. <laughs> I I am the uptight. I, I am I am Laverne. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I th- I think Does that make Where's Gwiggy? <laughs> I don't even know What you're talking about uh, I, th- I think what he points to Is there is an increasing Infantilisation Of contemporary mm-hmm. culture um, I think there is A Peter Pan syndrome Yes But I don't think It's unique to gay men No, no I mean correct. The, the rise and rise Of the Kardashian sisters oh, Yeah and, and Jersey Shore And the sh- and Jersey Shore and the Yeah but also You know what Harry Potter And the and the Avengers And all that sort of the stuff Avengers like, is Awesome. They're not mature. Oh God, I've done it. I've done it now. Oh God, I've ripped, I've cracked the seal now. 
Um, but they're all relatively juvenile concerns, yeah. or they at least have a juvenile flavour. I understand yeah. comic book nerds that they're sophisticated, psychoanalytical. No, no, honestly. the Avengers never was any of that. But you know what I mean? It's a comic book. Yeah. yeah. It's a comic book. I'm obsessed with, with chintzy pop singers. You're obsessed with t- science fiction TV series. You know, like there's no... Yeah. Where is the person, apart from Mother Horan, who is obsessed with, you know, contemporary gay poetry coming out of El Salvador? Oh, look, I... I we don't have to like contemporary gay poetry coming out of El Salvador. Oh, because, yeah, the Venezuelan's much better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, the, the sequel word for me there was Quentin Crisp because recently mm. I've become obsessed with him because yes. I just found out about him. Mm. And it was just because they played the naked civil servant on the telly and then oh, I went, oh, great. oh, my God, this person exists. He's amazing. Yeah. It's me. <gasps> but with wit. And <laughs> he and then got when YouTube and then it's YouTube his entire everything I could possibly find out about him. And there are people obsessed to know who know about Quentin Crisp Crisp and all the other said topics that you discussed um, in your letter. Uh, but it's just not, you know, necessarily in the popularist. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a whole, like, yeah, I think that there is, uh, like, our culture as a whole has gone, what's fun and silly and mindless because the world is really fucking distressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yes. it's, if you look back at the last time there was a massive recession and an ongoing war in the desert, it would have been uh, 1990, 91. Mm. Yeah, 91. Um, and the two, like, the two biggest movies of that year were Beauty and the Beast and Silence of the Lambs. Right. Yeah. So we're talking two extreme Opposite ends of the spectrum. So it's like either really depressing, horrible shit. Yeah. Or it's, you know, oh my God, everything's lovely and the beast is really a pretty man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo- life is hard. Well, and you kind of want to turn off. And, yeah. You and, want to escape and, from and it. And have a fat brain, a fat, lazy brain. And I would also you're... kind of argue that to some extent, the world that we live in at the moment, you know, um, you know, we have the internet, we have access to so much kind of information. Mm. And like you just have to look at kind of popular music and how ubiquitous some artists are and the marketing budgets are so huge hmm. that we have so many avenues to be bombarded by all this kind of marketing that I think that that lowest common denominator has really kind of lifted, if you know but what that, I mean. The, 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 the lowest... basic things that are being marketed to us are being marketed to us from every direction. Yeah, but you say that, but like the, the music industry is probably not the best example because that has fractured so much because of access, because it takes yes. barely seconds to download a song off the internet, Yes, where, whether you get it legally or illegally. Mm. So it is really hard for old school music companies to flog their pop wares because people are listening to whatever they feel like. It's like, oh, yeah. I really like Bob Dylan and then my friend said this is good and someone else said that's good. And yeah. Instead of having to go and order it on import at a shop and spending $80 to get your... Yeah, L- you Lana Del Rey, it. YouTube, yeah. vi- viral smash. You can just get everything you want on the internet now. So That's- it's like the, like the marketing thing is basically record companies trying to sell records yes. the way they used to because that's all they know how to do because they're from the age of the dinosaurs. Yes. But you can get it. So that's why you're noticing the marketing so much is because they're doing it more because the records are because selling Because it's less. not working as well as it used to. Yeah. But yeah, you can um, get you can get anything you want anytime you want from anywhere. And I think the tragedy of the internet is that we're finding out that people want shit. Yeah. Like nobody ever mm. went broke underestimating no. taste. Mm. Mm. Well, Let's like face it. you know, you look at something like the Fairfax newspapers, which the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age used to be, you know, these 
quite highbrow intellectual newspapers. And now it's what's in Daniel McPherson's shopping basket. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like what basically they're they've gone through the click through mentality. Yeah, it's like yeah. what are people clicking on on the internet? Yeah. And so yeah. now Fairfax is all about the Kardashians. I don't yeah. think it's gays, Arcade Fire, whatever it's your name not, is. Who are you, Bevan? I think it's about um, I think it's about culture in general. I don't think it's just the gays. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just everyone. But the gays used to be at the forefront. <clears throat> you know, we did. Yeah, we did used the to be Oscar at the Wilds. The I mean, and yeah, but gays at, were also Andy Warhol and you know yeah. pop music and and um. I guess they weren't always openly gay. Maybe that's the other thing. Like all the gay stuff was always, you know, the village people are hardly. You can't stop the music. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know. It's not really waiting for Godo, is no, it? Yeah. No, N- no. it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess like you know, there was always secret gays. But I mean, there are kind of, I mean, look at the like, say Russell T. Davis, who yeah, whose name will set fear into the heart of Toby because yes. he wrote Doctor Who for a couple of years. Yeah. Um. But you know, he's done some amazing television series mm. outside of Doctor Who, mm. and you know, quite What's openly. Name? Dustin Lance Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the guy that wrote Milk. Yep, keeps ah, making right, yes. high quality yep. gay fictions. Uh, and and most of the the theatre writers on Broadway, most of the playwrights. On Maybe, Broadway. yeah. Has it got to do with the fact that there's, I guess, kind of less and less of a market for specifically gay things in a way? Yeah, like mm-hmm. as that, we that, as we start to assimilate and you know become yeah, married, blend in, yeah, that people. we are becoming more mainstream. And so, what would traditionally we be have the ghetto gay anymore. culture yeah. is now actually mainstream culture. Yeah. But also, do you know, what? even just like it's out there, even just from our world, from comedy, right? Mm-hmm. You got people like Tom Ballard who's doing really sophisticated, yeah. topical. Analytical comedy. And then you got us doing shit. You got Hannah Gadsby <laughs> doing, um, you know, she's just got an, her second fine art series on yeah. ABC TV. Mm. Um, there are plenty of examples, even just from our world, yeah. of, of stuff that, that is not necessarily lowbrow or cheap and easy. And But mm. then also, on the other hand, you have Graham Norton. Yeah, you know, sure. Hosting hosting a talk show. I think your friends are dumb, Arcane Wardrobe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, his friends probably are sitting around talking about Kylie and and Kim Kardashian and Angelina yeah. Jolie. But also that's what you talk about too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't go out yeah. for a few beers and just go. You talk about Quentin oh, Crisp. I read yeah. the most eviscerating Edmund White novel and he dies in the end. Everyone gets cancer <laughs> in their ass and they all die <laughs> in an explosion. Oh, you've, I was just about to read that, Toby. You ruined it. <laughs> did I ruin the did I ruin the end of everyone dies of ass cancer? <laughs> By Edmund White. Oh, oh no. damn it. It's what you talk about. It's what you talk about. Oh, honey, I've got sheet music and gorgeous gowns and a good underwire bra. I could go on now. Talk poofy to me. Now it's time to enter the hallowed halls <laughs> <laughs> of poofstery <laughs> with Mother Horan. Now, Mother Horan, do, do you have some poofstery for us today where do. they don't die in the end? Yes. <laughs> My and eyes are red with with crying. There's been a yes. lot of death in the have you, got a, have you got a happy ending for it? Well, oh, you, and can I just boo, say, boo. I love it when you come in here because you bring your, you bring your own fireplace and wing back chair <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and pipe and yes, it's quite amazing. It's love a lovely. It's got a lovely it smell. It's it? very nice. We have yeah. to edit out every episode the bit where Paul just turns around and says, "Oh, hello! I didn't hear you come in." <laughs> <laughs> Let yes. me tell you a story. <laughs> this is my beagle. <laughs> I call him John Waters. <laughs> so no, this is this is a little more cheery, uh, basically. Uh, but also, I'd like to start with a quote from Oscar Wilde. Uh, 
you know, who knew everything. Yes. Um, in fact, it's, you must be a bit stuck for um, quotes if you're not gay. Because really, yeah. Oscar Wilde just pumped them out. Like yeah, some kind <laughs> yes. of he was a busy girl. He yeah. worked on commission. In fairness, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the straight... Joan Rivers of his day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> my daughter's untalented. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like straight people, what have they got? They've got you know, like fucking Jay Leno and Jersey Shore. Oh. I reckon. <laughs> you know, quote from like yeah, and it's Ashton true. Kutcher on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. Um, what, no. what he said? Quote though. Uh, he said, uh, "History is merely gossip, but scandal is gossip made tedious by morality." <laughs> Oh, wow. That is Bada a great bing. quote. Is, there must be somewhere on the internet, there must be like an Oscar Wilde quote generator. There, yes. there would be. Yes. Well, you know, just it's put called, um, I think, Stephen Fry. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you know, he used to, that's one of the things Oscar Wilde used to do. He he would go out, before he left the the. the but the house, he'd you know, spend three hours dressing and trying to make look good and mm. not quite succeeding. <laughs> but um, basically he would sit kind of going, what am I going to say when people stop me or when I chat to people? Yeah. And he thought up one of these sayings per day every oh, time he wow. went out. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he would fret over them. So and that's how the desk calendar was invented. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like a gay Larson. <laughs> anyway, um, today shit. Oscar Wilde says uh, no. That's quite quite by the by. Um, someone uh, asked me just recently uh, what was the Mattachine Society, mm. Mm. which is a very uh, interesting thing. And uh, so basically, it was um, before gay lib. We, we know that, you know, a lot of activism in the mm. 60s and everything was gay liberation movement, all this kind of thing that happened and it was all very exciting and long hair and starting Mardi Gras and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and getting now, arrested. And getting upset about Judy Garland the, being dead. Yes, <laughs> but just before them was the homophile movement. Homophile? And that's basically what was uh, between the war. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just got a, I got just a, I just got a flash really... of bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a homophile, please. Uh, I thought that was a, the less successful series before the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> the homophiles. The homophiles. Where are we going to? The sauna again? Again. Oh, so misty in there. Oh, okay. My torches always make a big beam. <laughs> <laughs> the slogan behind the homophiles was, ah, I can't believe Leave. <laughs> Trust no one. Oh, that's the same slogan. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the homophile movement was basically between the end of World War Two and basically the Stonewall riots, which was uh, 1969. Um, so basically, this was the 1950s, the madman version the, the, of the, gay liberation. Oh, right. The, the bewitched years. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> And it's quite interesting because it's really quite different from what you might think it was because it was really in many um, aspects. It was actually really conservative. Oh. Now, by the second, the homophile movement starts in, uh, you know, kind of pops up um, in France, Germany, Scandinavia, but it's really... Um, Those countries most... where they have threesomes in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Birch saunas and threesomes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was most popular in America, where a guy called Harry Hay starts it, starts it up. Now, he was a communist. And in 1948, Ooh, oh. he went, do you know what we need? We need a gay movement that actually identifies us as a minority. He oh. was one of the first people to think gays are a minority. Now, we think of that now. Mm. But in then, in the 1940s, well, gays was, were was, a disease. It was still pathologized. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was one of the first people to say, actually, gays are a minority. We deserve rights, all this kind of yeah. thing. 
wasn't so big on the ideas to begin with because he um, his first idea was starting um, a uh, organisation based on Alcoholics Anonymous called Bachelors Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> And then they changed the name to Wet on Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been hilarious. Bachelor's Anonymous. 12-step program. So was that a cure kind of thing or was that a... Well, no, it was kind of... It was basically... Just somewhere to hang out and just talk about being a bachelor. Yeah. I just think he wanted to start... Maybe go to the toilet. He just wanted two. to start parties. <laughs> But um, uh, but anyway, he, he discarded that idea, uh, and he started uh, the Mattachine uh, Society. Um, now, basically, it was based on the old Communist Party. So there was it was all very secret. There were five levels Ooh. and all mm. sorts of pledges. It really sounds like the Masons. Scientology, yeah. 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 Um, totally where, where John Travolta, Common Link. Where yeah. does the word um, Where does the word Mattachine come from? What is Mattachine is actually a really um, as a site. It's from uh, medieval times in France, where um, there was a group called the Society Matichine, mm-hmm. which was unmarried men who would go into the forest and they'd all I be reckon masked. we can fill in the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, put, they'd put on masks and put on plays that were very critical of society. Right. right. But they were all masked. So bitchy and- plays. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get her in the fucking oh, throne room. Yeah. No. Today I'm presenting What's She Come As by William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> What's she come as? <laughs> oh, she stoops to conquer, slut. <laughs> she stoops to conquer with her anus. <laughs> anyway, so it was based on that rather... Arcanely. Anyway, so he starts this thing. And, yeah, so basically there were five levels and you went into it Mm. and um, no one knew each other. And you become an operating theater. (laughs) So, so, but, like, what was it? It was like a secret club that you could meet other gays or it was like a lobby group? And basically the whole idea was to get gays together and to form – a society that could a could pressure and be lobby lobby groups because mm. th- this time of course you've got to remember um, homosexuality illegal just about everywhere yeah and also to police harassment during the fifties in particular was really at an all time high right. and entrapment of men in bathhouses public toilets and things like that was really really dodgy so one of the things they would do is they would actually try and get these people out of jail and put a bit of pressure on it right. but also mm. but the other flip side which is kind of surprising was that it was very anti-camp and very Uh, anti-effeminate gay. And especially in the French um, uh, parts of the uh, Mattachine movement, um, they were really scathing of drag queens, of anything, because they saw that... Like as a public image thing. Yeah. Mm. They saw that as a degrading of homosexuality. Right. Right. And basically they were trying to set up clubs and organisations that were... Basically, straight know, acting. Straight acting. Oh my yeah. god! Um, to the point where straight um, acting's been going on for centuries. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, basically, Andre Baudry, who was one of the big guys in the French Arcadie movement, um, he basically said he did not want to be confused with these caricatures, these traders in love and lust, these exhibitionists, the young men who are no longer men. Oh, so god. it's really. I think, I think he's looking at you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, no. No, I thought he said young men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, oh, look at love. She'll put on a play in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> and basically, also, where for art thou, brain? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but the lesbians had a group very similar, and they were called the Daughters of Bilitis. Right. Uh, yeah, which... That make me feel a bit sick too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not bilious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. And anyway, so basically, but they were very conservative and they fractured and eventually um, Hay left and uh, he wanted to start a much more active movement. And, by, and by the drag. time, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by the time the Stonewall riots happened in 69, basically there was a huge fracturing of the movement and the conservatives basically withered away and the rest, uh, everyone, Else became motivated by the gay liberation by the did, by the did, drag queens that did had they the fight. Their part. Yeah. Could, could we have had Stonewall without Mattachine? Yeah, um, look, there's a lot of debate on this. Um, I don't. Were they I like th- a, a Neanderthal dead end? Or <laughs> yeah, I think it was a pretty much a Neanderthal dead end. Yeah. They did a lot of groundwork, but perhaps the Stonewall it- Inn may not have existed without. Mattachine. Yeah. Well, but but even then, Mattachine, were, they were really quite anti sort of the promiscuity and everything. Oh, well, um, where's right. the fun in that? Well, exactly. Oh, they would have been um, lobbying for gay marriage because way actually, back then. Yeah. <laughs> And when the Stonewall riots happened in New York, which was the big riots that mm. basically sparked the whole gay liberation movement, there's a very telling thing happened. The Mattachine Society actually put up a big poster the day after Stonewall happened, and on the front of the Stonewall said, we homosexuals plead with our people to please help maintain peaceful and quiet conduct on the streets of the village, oh. the Mattachine Society. So, so again, they were taking the, the assimilationist, yes. nobody make a fast. Yeah, yeah. And right. assimilation was what they were basically trying to slowly do it. But by this stage, the civil rights movement um, was very much uh, in full force for the black community. Um, The women's liberation movement was really, you know, in full thing. Mm. And basically everyone thought, you guys are dinosaurs. Incremental change was not in flavour. So basically um, around... Basically, a splinter group immediately happened around a time of um, Stonewall. And um, to counteract this big poster the Mattachines had put up, um, someone put um, uh, out these leaflets, which basically announced a meeting of a radical gay one, which says, um, all the leaflet said was, do you think homosexuals are revolting? You bet your sweet ass we are. (laughs) (laughs) And gay liberation was born. Hallelujah. So it's oh, really, wow. it's, so it's a little kind of moment just before gay liberation, but they, um, they, they didn't really have much of a parallel here, but it did lay a lot of the foundations for the more legal, more mm. procedural side. Mm-hmm. Mm. But basically, they basically um, tried to not be angry. And by the time Stonewall arrived, we were just furious. We were pretty angry. Well, I guess that, that I mean, that part of history from the, like the 50s and early 60s were very much about not rocking the boat because there'd been a war yes. for, a, you know, the better part of six or seven yeah, years. Yeah, but I, th- I think there's a bigger lesson, though. Like even now, like when you talk about the tension between mm. um, assimilationist gay yeah. affirmative action and radical gay affirmative action, mm. you know, and yeah. sort of with a lot of the sex positive groups that are around and, and mm. stuff at the moment. Like, there's a lot of pressure even now to shut the fuck up, get married and buy some stuff from Ikea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And, look, yeah, and, yeah. and that's great for some people's lives, but yeah. politically speaking, it's not necessarily the most productive way to go about no. it. And we talk often about how Mardi Gras is now a circus and it's, well, yeah. it's, it's Mardi radical Gras just and this fashion is a, parade. The Medicine yeah. Society was basically white, upper middle class men running yeah. the gay agenda. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they did a a whole (laughs) lot of really good stuff. And the thing is, the very similar thing is here. You're totally right. Gay marriage is a lot about gay, upper middle class men 
running the gay agenda. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, doing a straight acting, monogamous, and wanting you know, to be, nuclear family You know, thing. like Ellen and Portia. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, full circle. Full circle. But it is interesting that so many kind of civil rights issues do kind of come to the fore because of some kind of explosion. Yeah. Um, because yeah. of one particular act that just sets everything else on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it seems like that's kind of the way to go about it. You've got to you've got to have a you've got to have a bit of a riot every now and then. We people. need a policeman to come and hit us with a truncheon. Oh. Just a little a tiny like little fact, just a tiny little fact to finish that I found quite interesting. Gay liberation movement, uh, of course, got its name from the women's liberation movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, women's, the women's liberation movement got its name from the South Vietnam people's, uh, vi- the Viet Cong liberation movement. Oh, my God. So basically, it's interesting that feminism took its name from a Vietnamese communist group. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I've always thought they were communists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so and there now you go. it's true. Now we know. Yeah. Well, they don't shave their armpits. They're all the That's same. That's true. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, so that was the Mattachine Society. The Mattachine Society. A little the Neanderthal dead end yeah. of gay, but also too oddly, oddly appropriate. The little c- Commodore yeah, 64 of gay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, the beta video. The beta video. It was the HDTV yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> laser discs. Laser, laser discs. Thank you, Thank Mother, Mother Horan. So a pleasure. For bringing us more sistery. pleasure. <laughs> Is that the new name for it? No, I just like calling it that. I like calling it. Let's call it a sistery. Let's, Let's call, call it, it a sistery. sistery. It'll give the Mattachine people the shits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did not lift my skirt. It's world up. Talk poofy to me. Um, yeah, I don't really talk about Kylie that. Oh, come on. I don't know much about Kylie. You talk about Kylie with your housemate. Yeah, that's because he talks about Kylie so much. So, therefore, you you talk about Kylie. There we go. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Some other folks talking about Kylie, you end up talking about Kylie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, what's our point again? I don't know, but I'm trying to think of what I actually talk to my friends about. Like, I it's all just cars. Do you remember the title of that show you did about six, seven years ago? <laughs> oh, talk about me. More me, less, less you. you. Yeah. Yep. Mm. That, <laughs> you. I just needed a reminder that I was allowed to. <laughs> You're allowed to talk. Strip him whatever you like. Mm. Uh, Maybe you need to start a book club. A book club? <gasps> oh, no. I it. was in a gay book club. Oh, really? my God. It went horribly wrong. Why? And everybody started rooting each other. No, no, no. It wasn't that at all. <laughs> no, like, that sounds like it go, we go right. We started reading, like, you know, whatever the worthy tome of the month yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Everyone dies of cancer by Ebon White. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, Ask cancer. Ask cancer. <laughs> and it explodes. Ask um, cancer memoir. <laughs> And then, uh, and the, you know, I was really enjoying it. I read The Hours by Michael mm-hmm. Cunningham, oh, which yes. I fucking loved. Mm. And then everyone else hated it. And I thought it was amazing. And then I saw the film and I loved it. Um, and then we, uh, so we read a few of these really worthy tones. Mm. And then a couple of the younger members of the group, uh, like we started to bring books we wanted to read. Why don't we read a magazine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, worse than that. One. Some t- turgid piece of chiclet, like one of those. <laughs> oh. Like. It had yeah, a, yeah, sisterhood. Or no, not even, pants. not even that good. Like it had a shiny purple cover, and it was about some girl that worked in marketing in London, and she just couldn't get her route on Saturday night. Oh. And it was just you know going out drinks with the girls. They brought like, this God, to a gay book why club. Why doesn't this guy like me? It was awful. Oh. It was like what if someone had rewritten a Kathy Lett novel without the jokes? <laughs> <laughs> you know how in Gordon Street... As in Street, fairness, yeah. Kathy Lett has done a number of times. She's done since. a number of times since her first couple of books. But yeah, it was like in Gordon Street tonight. You know, let's do a Tonight Show without any gags in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like that's what it was like. It was, and I just went, oh, oh. No, but no, but isn't? But that sounds like it would still work because isn't the point of a book club is to kind of share. Yes. So you share your opinions and reviews. So you, yeah, you but then they of, got shitty that that the you know three or four highbrows in the group hated it. So it just became this you know oh this constant this struggle ruction, between high and low brown rupture of like ugh we were so we poo pooed it so much and then we realised oh they hating like the books we're reading because they're all there's more than one reading of it oh. like oh no because like when I read the hours I went and read Mrs Dalloway the Virginia Woolf novel yeah, that's my yeah, heavily yeah. referenced and you know I didn't yeah so it was. Yeah. Mm, see, there are smarties out there. Where? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, book club. I don't know if that's the answer. Yeah, I don't know about Let's that. Let's have a movie club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can it be Power Tool? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, you know, Armstead Morpin's not high culture anyway. No, no he's he not. writes soap operas. <clears throat> yeah. But I guess, you know, it's not. Um, a it's pamphlet. polysyllables. It's yeah. not a pamphlet by Danny Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Twilight. Oh my god! Fucking hell! I read all of those. Did you? Why? I read the first one. Life is short. Was... Why are you spending time? It's you know. It's like it's <laughs> like. Um. Why do I? Why do I eat lollies? Yeah. Right, you know? Fair enough. You it's... know it's bad for you, but you it just was can't stop. Fun, and it was um. It's it's like I used to love the Sweet Valley High books when I was a teenager. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Even though the, I knew they were bad. Yeah. But, but I, I could read them in an hour or two. Yeah. And yeah, so it was Sweet Valley High with teeth. Basically. <laughs> wow. I love the Twilight. Wow. <laughs> but that last one is awful. What were we talking about again? Um, oh, culture. High art. Right. High art. Yeah, high art. Yes. Mm, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's play some Kylie, everyone. Come on. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a fart, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was Danny. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of is. Wow. <laughs> it's what I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, this is the podcast. See you next week. Bye. Automatic telephone. <laughs> Just the future. Electrical it? internet. <laughs> no, no, this is the best bit. Oh, Tal, so I got a bit of chicken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. The five spice repeating. <laughs> <laughs> Talk poofy to me.